Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Lucy O'Connor. She's the host of the Vino Nothing podcast and the genius behind the incredible meme account, Lucy on the Ground. Welcome back. Oh my God, that intro made me blush. Are you kidding? I mean, your <laughs> memes was... are so spot on. The one you did the other day, oh, I can't remember. It was about like an elementary school kid. Oh, fuck. I can't remember exactly which one it was. Oh. Isn't that sad that I can't either? I mean, you crank out like 45 of them a day. And I mean, I repost a lot too. I have like a system where like if it was with it, like if it's more than 10,000 followers ago or more than three <laughs> months ago, I can use it again. Like oh, that's because I can't think that fast. They are not all <laughs> brand new every day. Okay. The one I really liked was when you, I think this is a tweet. It's all been downhill since I didn't forward that chain email <gasps> when I was 11. Can't say they yep. didn't warn me. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was thinking about that the other day and they still do that. Like my boyfriend's nieces have sent me like texts instead and it's like, all these emojis now. And like, (laughs) if you don't respond or send this to your crush, I was like, doesn't she know I'm crushing on her uncle? Like, (laughs) shouldn't we? (laughs) But okay, I'll send it to a different crush. They're just encouraging. (laughs) They're trying to get numbers though. They're like, okay, Uh Lucy has a phone. I could text her. Okay. That's, that makes seven. So I have three more people I need to contact. They're worried about that bad luck. (laughs) I don't blame them. Well, speaking of great luck, you've been hosting the coolest trivia nights in Chicago, and my FOMO is absolutely out of control. And plot twist, Stephanie Holman and Brandy Redman from the Real Housewives of Dallas showed up. I know. That was, it was truly wild. We need to do one in New York. I need to, when I come to New York, we need to plan one. But that would be my pleasure and honor. It was, I mean, they reached out to us. So they've been. What? Yeah. That's so, like, that is so cool. <laughs> it was wild. So we, at these trivia nights, it's like the bar that puts it on, they like just pour alcohol out. They don't care. They, <laughs> they are so generous with it. But we randomly started like when people were tagging housewives and if they responded, I'd be like, sure, you can get a free shot. So we like all these people kept getting responses during the night and Stephanie responds to everyone. So the first night we did it, I mean, it was 90% Stephanie responding to like 200 people. Then since then we like had to put a limit on, we were just like, okay, a housewife (laughs) can't respond more than a few times. And she knows about it. So like, because people kept messaging her being like, Oh, you're too late. They already got five Stephanie's. She talks about it on her podcast with Brandy, their podcast, uh, BS. And she, what is it? BS? I think it's like a dose of BS. A a dose of BS. I was like, what is that? Um, yeah. And they, so they're like, I have a limit because I'm getting too many people too drunk or whatever. And so (laughs) then people were messaging me, I don't know, Super Bowl weekend being like, oh, they brought up your, they're going to be in Chicago. I knew they were going to be in Chicago. We were going to try and go to their show anyway. And people are like, they're talking about who the Chicago trivia people are. And like, can someone get a hold of them? I look in my DMs and I had a DM from Stephanie (gasps) and I had DMs from like the, their manager and the other host, Trey. 
like that I hadn't seen their podcast had messaged me, but it was all in my pending. And I was like, Oh my God, if I screwed this up and they're like, do you have a trivia this week? We did not. <laughs> You're like, like yes, of course we do. Of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, let me just like text the bar and see what they're thinking. And they were all like, are you sure like they're going to show up? I was like, I promise you they are. And people caught on pretty quick because we didn't have anything planned. So the people who came were like, something's going to happen. <laughs> but we did the whole watch what happens live doorbell and it <gasps> rang and they came in and it was, it was a shit show. People were wasted, including them. That is so cool. I saw a conga line, which I feel like is a really underrated party trick. And I'm really yeah. glad they brought it back. To Countess Luann. Brandy started a count, uh, like a conga line to Countess Luann. I just don't think... I said to her, I was like, you know that this will never top. Like, even BravoCon didn't have this. And she goes, this was way more fun than BravoCon. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. I mean, that is just so amazing. And I was watching all the videos and just absolutely crying between your feed, Karina's feed. I just was, uh, I'm like, why am I sitting alone in New York right now? I should be there. Oh, my God. And we put that PowerPoint, like, we usually have time and we all review them and we still always have a mistake or two that the minute the slide comes up, we're all like, God damn it. How did we miss this? But the first section of the trivia, we had like two or three wrong things or typos. And people are like, wow, this is kind of sloppy. Like what is going on here? And all we wanted to do, cause they came in the middle of trivia, like the second half. And I was like, I just want to get to the doorbell and like everyone can just get over themselves because yeah. I was so mad that all these people were like, wow, you guys are really like throwing this together. And we're like, yeah, it's been a crazy 48 hours. Like, we have other things on our minds. Yeah. I was on live. the phone with Stephanie at one point. Like I call, I talked to Trey who does the podcast with them and, and also organized everything. And he called and then he timed Like he was like, hold on. And then it was Stephanie's voice on the line. I was like, Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie? She's like, oh, hey, sweet girl. And I was like, oh, Sweet girl. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, I, I got to go to CVS real quick. Like all this Southern sweetness. And I was just oh. like, I don't think this is happening. I like texted Karina and Megan after I was like, so I think I just got off the phone with Stephanie. Damn. Yeah. That is so cool. I'm really happy for you guys. Cause that just seemed so amazing. And just think like, I feel like other housewives are going to now be showing up. I feel like you've or opened the door keep- to that. Or, like, or, or, yeah, it, that is. or everyone will expect a housewife and we can't like Tinsley's yeah. not coming. Uh, what? Are you kidding? I feel like Tinsley would absolutely come. We cannot get a hold of her. Like once this happened, we're like, we should just ask Tinsley to come too. maybe we'll try for Scott and he'll just bring Tinsley. Well, I feel like at a certain yeah. point, once she got engaged, she is like, well, I am barely a housewife anymore. I'm probably not going to yeah. be doing this anymore. Fuck this. I got exactly what I wanted, which is a ring yeah. on my finger. I don't care about any of y'all. Hey, she's like in bliss and engagement bliss in Chicago. Have you seen her or have any intel no. on anything? I haven't seen her. It's just random when she'll post and she's here or she's in New York. I feel like she's mostly here now. And I think that's the rumor that once this season is done, she's moving. So, I mean, I, good for her. I think she loved, like I had heard before that she was one of the easiest people for production to work with. Like she never renegotiated her contract. She was always just like, yeah, like, this is great. Like, I feel like every season needs a few Tinsley's. They can't all be these loud take over mm-hmm. the camera. Like, I think she just enjoyed it and had fun and it did bring her to Scott. And now she's like, okay, like she's leaving before she stays too long, which I think is smart if she's leaving. 
Totally. And I also think Tinsley didn't really go on the show for money. I feel like she kind of no. needed something to like reinvigorate her life. And she was living with Sonia for that time period. Yeah. And I think she probably just was like, oh, this is, you know, something I could do. It'll be fun. It'll kind of get me out on the scene again and maybe help change up my reputation after her like crazy arrest and the mugshot right. of it all. So I mean, good for her. I'm, I'm happy for Tinsley. I just, I'll miss Tinsley. I'm a Tinsley fan. Like, I feel like yeah, people are too. like, oh, no loss. And I'm like, it is a loss. It's a loss. It will be a loss. Also lose Dale. Like, oh, <laughs> which is harder really for yeah. me than losing Tinsley, even though I feel like Dale will kind of keep inviting herself places through Sonia. Like, I think I casting just, yeah. did an interesting job when they did choose Tinsley, where it's like Dale also could have easily been a contender. And she's probably not to be shady, but kind of in the same age range as Ramona. So it's not like you'd oh. be like completely out of character to have her on the show, too. No, it's like, it's like Mama D. Like, they're just some moms that probably, like, deserve their own show with a little closer to their age. Mm-hmm. But they could have been a housewife. Well, it was Mama Easy. D's birthday the other day, and Deandra posted this Instagram, you know, monologue and was like, happy 79th birthday to my mother. And I just have a feeling Mama D called her and was like, how dare you put my age on blast? Yeah. Like, in the first sentence, like, that's what everybody's reading. Like, and now I'm here like, wow, 79 years old, Mama D's killing it with her Maybe 600 it's- wig collection. Like, never forget. Maybe it's a business tactic for like hard night, good morning or whatever that's called. Like Mama D has been using these products for years and she looks amazing for 79. It's like ageless by Ramona. Like, should I buy it? I don't know. Does she use it? Like questions I need answered because they look amazing. Well, speaking of ageless, I was on Instagram and going through, I don't remember if it was on Avery's page or Ramona's and she posted a photo of like, happy Valentine's to my girls. And it was like Coco the dog and Avery. And someone was like, wow, Coco's so cute. How old is she? And she's like 16. She's ageless, just like me. (laughs) Oh my God. That dog though has been uh, like, yeah, that, like, like I, that's got to, it's close. But like, Coco's, sorry, not, Coco's not in Jiggy territory where I think Jiggy is actually just stuffed like, or like a, like there's a Jiggy 2.0. We just never yeah. knew Jiggy has passed away. No, Jiggy's not present anymore. <laughs> well, neither is Ken. Oh no. Yeah. Ken is actually just like a mannequin walking next to her all day. Well, totally switching gears. We have so much to talk about today, but I think we have to start in Orange County, which has been blowing up. So I definitely want to touch on what was going on with Bronwyn Wyndham Burke and her husband, Sean, recently attended the San Diego LGBT Community Center charity event and to support their son, who is, I guess, pursuing a hobby in drag. And to support them, Sean, her husband, ended up wearing obviously a statement necklace, that's what he's known for, a full face of makeup, and a strappy satin heel. And the internet went fucking crazy. It. I mean, I kept people kept sending it to me, and I was like, wow, this photo isn't edited really. Like, I just kept thinking the photo was really dark. Like, I was like, okay, like, I, I'll read the caption. Like, I didn't see what everyone... And then people were like, the shoes. Which, honestly, kudos to them. I feel like... And she's... I'm sure you'll say she made a statement too afterwards. 
Yeah, she basically was like, I woke up to a bunch of DMs of people being like, what the fuck is your husband doing? And she was saying, you know, they're supporting their son who recently started showing interest in drag. They were on the way to the fundraiser. It was Sean's way of supporting his son and all the other kids that the youth center helps. More importantly, it was a way to help something that so many people are uncomfortable with and try to normalize it. And I think that's so incredible. Like not only is Sean supporting his son by going to this event, but he's taking it an extra step forward and saying like, I can also do it with you, you know, without the shame, without the stigma, without feeling like, you know, embarrassed or like he's questioning his quote unquote manlyhood, which I think is a lot of what people were saying where it's like, Mm -hmm. how dare he dress in women's shoes? You know, like he's a married man. Like he's a man, he's a man. It's like, well, anybody can wear anything. And it's the people who are really making a big stink out of this, AKA Vicky Gunvalson, who have a problem really need to like look inward and wonder why it matters at all to them like what is it affect like that's and that's what she said like the like if the conversation is starting then I've done something here like just because people even if people are arguing about it or yelling at her like the doors have been open the floodgates have been open I'm sure her dms were (sighs) ranged from amazing to truly terrible like I can't imagine because I was getting dms about it being like what the fuck is this and I was like I don't know. It looks like he's wearing heels. Like I, and I, that was before I even saw like the full story and like the statement he was trying to make. I guess it just, there are some things that like, yes, I can rip on on this show and like be annoyed with or think certain husbands are weird. But this was kind of like, good for you. Way to use your platform moving on. Like I, why not? I, I just kind of found it weird. How sh- I, shocking? Sure. But in a good way or in a way that's not affecting me, I, I just was confused by the and Vicky, of course. Ooh, I mean, couldn't help herself. <laughs> she had to weigh in. Oh, God, she's such a troll. However, the shoes are so cute. I actually like want right. to know who designed them because they're really cute. And I have a feeling in like three months they're going to be like, "We're selling the shoes on eBay, and all of the funds go to an LGBT yeah. community center." And like, I have a feeling that's you know within the next three weeks, and I'll be probably reporting on it on this show, if not buying them myself. Even though I think you might have a larger shoe size than me. Possibly. I, I hope, I, considering maybe. I have a I size so. six yeah. shoe in women's Oh, God. Yeah. That would be, that would be, it would be like a Barbie foot supporting yeah, right. a, like, it doesn't make sense logically. Full grown man. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't love, I didn't watch, so I am the, like, I judge myself harshly. I really didn't watch OC this year. I watched the reunions. I've caught up. I've mourned the loss of, <laughs> Those two idiots, but like <laughs> I could knock into OC this year. I don't love Bronwyn. Like I don't care about Bronwyn. Bronwyn's kind of like a. I, I find her like Teddy, Bronwyn, Jackie. There are people who came in <laughs> really hot and really like want to climb on whoever's. And I'm just. I think Bronwyn has a little more story than the other two. But yeah, I would agree. With I that. just OC is not doing anything for me. I'm interested to see when they come back and revamp it. What happens? Yeah, I know. Because I think her sister's joining. Bronwyn's? I think someone's sister. Bronwyn Wyndham Burke's sister. That would be... I think her last name's O'Connor. Why did I think that? Oh, I kept seeing a new person. I was seeing someone post, like, all of these things. New or a cast member. Thank God for the internet. Maybe I made this up. That's There's definitely totally like someone who is going to be in it. This person's saying, 
All right, let's see. I'm not seeing anything on Google, but I saw things on Instagram. But yeah. next episode, I'll have some info. I'll try to dig a little bit deeper. Oh, good. This. But Gina, everyone's fave hot mess from Orange County, decided that she's going to be moving in with her boyfriend of six months, and they're going to be Brady bunching it, where her three children and his three children will all be living in the same house together. What are your thoughts on a couple moving in together with children after six months of dating? I I mean, first of all, I we've seen it work and we've seen it not. I wish them well, more so because of the six kids. I don't know the ages of uh, the his kids, but it, I I think that's a huge jump. Yeah. For anyone, like if they were moving in together after six months, like at a certain age, you're like, okay, that's fine, but. After all she's been through, I want her to be happy. That guy, her ex, no matter how hot he was, <laughs> definitely shit going down there after watching the reunion that I didn't even realize how bad it was. So I'm happy for her. I think she dyed her hair. It's a more like healthy. I think she cut it too. It just looks better. Like I, I just think happiness is coming her way. I think she's rushing it. Yeah, I kind of agree. I, I think especially because she has all of this like litigation stuff with the husband about the custody of the children yeah. and after like their whole domestic abuse situation, I feel like it's a little soon to just kind of jump into something and also to expose your children to this new man. Like they're super yeah. young. They're so impressionable. And you know, after six months of dating someone, you really don't know someone. I mean, you, you need four seasons with someone to actually kind of understand uh -huh. who this person might be. And yeah, he is, you know, clearly into her. They're clearly in love based on Instagram photos, but you never freaking know. She sat around and defended her ex-husband who was, you know, probably doing fucked up things to her that we are not even aware of. Right. She defended him while he was cheating on her and she did all of these things. So I think she might be easily manipulated maybe by men in a way or maybe overly protective so that things, that she doesn't rock the boat in a way. So it just yeah. it seems, it just seems a little quick. But hey, maybe he's a great guy. He has an Instagram with only like 150 followers and it's private. So I'm like, great. okay, maybe that's a great step for great. A, house yeah. boyfriend, a housewife boyfriend or husband because that kind of shows that he doesn't want to be in the muck with everybody, you know, all the fans and whatnot bugging him as I like I constantly attempt to follow him. And I'm like, one day, maybe, maybe, I, hopefully. Yeah, I feel like. It'll be interesting how he if he's shown on the show, if he's a part of it, like because that's going to be her whole storyline because totally. she has none. Um, <laughs> so I would think it's going to be him and this like merging of families together. But also like her ex could limit camera time like her kids were not on camera too much as it was. Mm -mm. So I feel like if there's negotiations still happening, we've seen custody things with the children and think uh, limit camera time, which I think is good. Mm. I don't think these kids need to be on camera. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I am a strong believer and I don't need Real Housewives to have young children. And I also don't need them to put their teenage children on camera too much because like if I thought of myself as a teenager, it would just mess with me. I mean, look at Kim Zolciak's children. <laughs> Teresa's kids somehow are the exception <laughs> to the rule. I could watch them any day. Outside of that, I'm just like, I think you protect them from it. I think you hide it. Let them make the choice themselves. And also don't pick like when they're like 15 and going through puberty. 
Yeah, it seems like a rough time. And I think <clears throat> we see it with Jennifer Aiden, where her daughter yeah. is like nine years old and they're going through these storylines about her daughter getting bullied. It just seems like that's such a sensitive thing. Like that, those feelings of being bullied will never go away. Mm-hmm. And to have to think that's being seen on television and your mom is having testimonials talking about you being bullied. Her mom is going on podcasts talking about her being bullied. Like yeah. it just seems like. It's a lot for a young girl to already be bullied and then to have it be aired nationally on television seems like it'd be doing potentially more harm for her than than good. Well, I will say, though, um, Bronwyn, I remember at the reunion when she was talking about her kids and one of her children, I think this is probably the same child, was exploring like that uh, they felt that they were gender fluid or bisexual And she didn't name which child like she was like, you know, we're going to keep that private, which I kind of was like, okay, now everyone's going to wonder which kid it is. Yeah, exactly. But also it was still protecting, but using the platform. I mean, it's, it's hard. There's like a fine line of, I'm sure she discussed with her kids what to share and what not, but I don't know if the camera was in front of me and I'm in a testimonial. Once you say it, it's out there mm-hmm. when, and then mm-hmm. they are going to use it. So then you're like, did I just ruin that for my kid? Did I just put that out there? I don't know. And there are also ways of having your kid not be on the show and it'd be totally fine. Like Sonia Morgan has never <laughs> once shown her life as a mother. And yet she is like one of the best cast members, if not the best cast member on mm-hmm. the Housewives of New York. So we don't need that. You always accept that she's a mom, but you kind of do take her out of the role of being a mother. And I think Luann has also kind of moved into yeah. that, even though like Luann was like partying and the kids were like really upset in like season two where they're like, mom, you're never home, <laughs> you know? And yeah. now they're kind of like more of friends, but you kind of, that allows for these women to have identity outside of their children even bethany you don't see her kid i was yeah like, bethany's is legal i think sonia yeah. is probably legal mm-hmm. i do think though that now that you're saying that it is just new york like even avery is not yeah. too much even more so in the last few years but that's she's of an age and like their friendship is more the storyline but still not too much uh, Jill's daughter wasn't really even the young kids. I Jules, like her two yeah, kids, her were kind of in and out. Heather, Kristen, like it. Maybe that's New York too. Like there's just like but, so much going on in New York that they don't really need to like we ride on the coach tales of their children. <laughs> well, speaking of people who definitely don't respect their children's privacy, Tamra uh-huh. Judge. <gasps> that was a really uh, gnarly segue, but it kind of worked. Tamara Judge and has opened up this past week that her ex-husband, Simon, has stage three throat cancer. He has started an aggressive treatment plan of radiation and chemotherapy starting in early January. And this has kind of been going on for, I think, approximately four months at this point. So this is something that Tamara has been going through. Obviously, he's the father of her children, and this takes a toll on the entire family. But she told... Page six or People Magazine, whatever. He told me the news at a Starbucks and we were both crying. I couldn't believe it. My first thought was I don't want to take my kids to their dad's funeral and immediately any ill feelings between the two of us just vanished at the end of the day. None of that matters. All we have to do is rally together to make it through this. So, you know, this is really terrible news, but hopefully maybe a step in a way, in a direction where they can kind of mend the family a little bit. This, this makes me think that, that, um, 
what was it? Insta live with Andy, mm, oh, uh, yeah. where he said she was dealing with stuff and like, she was pretty emotional and he's like, you, you needed to step away. And Andy was kind of reminding her like, yes, we gave, we made you step away and we, they've given her the option. They said they want to still give her like a send off in the next season in some way to show an exit. So I feel like he still has no bad blood with Tamara. I think he helped her make this decision. And it sounds like this was probably something that Bravo was aware of mm-hmm. if this has been going on and talking through negotiations, maybe they kind of helped her cause she wasn't going to leave for Sydney. So yeah, right. <laughs> oh God. It's still infuriating. I know it's really rough to see. And I remember a couple of months ago, she was in the news, like bashing Bethany being like, Oh, you're quitting the show to focus on being a mom. I'm like, uh, like, is that a bad she, thing? <laughs> she just, I, some housewives will never let it go and they have to be forced. And she was, I think the epitome of that. Totally. Like it, she, she didn't, she wouldn't have ever found the graceful exit. I think Bravo is giving her one. I still think they want her to be a feature. They offered her to be a friend, but she turned it down. Cause she, I think she probably saw Vicky as a friend, but mm. Vicky couldn't accept that because she was the OG of the OC. I just think it, it was time. Yeah, I agree. And I think even fans were so over it. And that probably gets difficult, too, to be on this show and have Twitter and Instagram and everything Mm -hmm. blowing up the moment your show is airing about how you suck and how, you you know, Ryan sucks, like, and how that was, like, such a plot line this season about her son and his, you know, Trump fandom. (laughs) You know, so all of that was probably not ideal for her. Probably when you don't have your kids on the show right there. If Tamara wanted to remain any yeah. kind of like, okay. Cause I think a lot of these housewives, like we'd be surprised either way politically, oh, but yeah. Tamara could have definitely like floated on a little longer. If not for that, totally. that's when you just, and I don't, I also, he's just, I don't like him at all outside of that. Like he just is disturbing. Mm-hmm. I find him creepy and <laughs> I we shouldn't have had him as a focus character, but I guess it's the only connection we have to her that she has children for real because the others don't speak to her. <laughs> she's oh, also Tamara. selling that new house in Kodo, so she's no longer going to be behind the gates near Vicky. The house wasn't for sale, and some realtor came up to her and said someone was going to pay two hundred thousand dollars more than they paid for it two years ago. So they're selling the new house and moving yet again. Which also, it's like Tamara, why can't you just get a home that is suitable for you and Eddie and maybe one or two of your kids, like a three bedroom home max, uh-huh. like for someone with no, not that many kids in the house, and also kids who are going to be going to college eventually. You don't need to have an, a six bedroom home. It's like also, financially irresponsible. You- it's financially irresponsible because now she doesn't have the show. So that's good that she probably stepped back. I'm telling you, Cut Fitness is. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Not doing well. Like that hasn't been bringing an income in for years. So somehow, and Eddie's been sick. Like he couldn't even train. Like there's, like you have to, I don't know what she's going to do. I am more worried for her than Vicky. Like Vicky still does insurance. Oh yeah. Like she still has a job is one of the people I will say like kept as much as she could. I think real life stuff. Like she kept a real job. Tamara is screwed. And Vicky also, as much as she's crazy, she's lived in the same house for 15 years. She probably owns that mansion, you know, and she bought the daughter a home. She probably bought the son a house. Like Vicky has real money as much as it sucks to say, but she is like a hardworking businesswoman. And I think she's financially smarter than we think. Like I think there's investing going on there and stuff. We have to listen to her podcast, get some, get some hot tips on money saving uh, tactics. Well, Tamara actually said her and husband Eddie are going to be getting into house flipping, which is a perfect. <gasps> the worst. <laughs> no. A perfect segue. Oh. Yes, a great segue. Into now the I'm like, Joe Gorga <laughs> house flipping fraud. This episode of Bravo Happy Hour is brought to you by BetterHelp, an affordable and convenient way to address mental health issues. If you're like me or any person living, breathing in 2020, you may be dealing with daily stress, anxiety, or relationship problems. If you're a loyal Bravo Happy Hour listener, you know how often I stress the importance of prioritizing mental health. Online counseling from BetterHelp is a great start. The process is simple. Just fill out a short questionnaire to help assess your needs, and you'll be linked with a therapist in less than 24 hours. And if you're not vibing, you can easily request a new therapist. Over 3,000 licensed professionals are available via text, call or video chat through a safe and secure online platform. BetterHelp therapists are there to talk through everything, whether you're dealing with a personal loss, a breakup, a bout of depression, or you just need to let off some steam. Everything that you discuss with your therapist is completely confidential, so don't be afraid to really open up. BetterHelp provides financial aid to qualifying candidates, but best of all, Bravo Happy Hour listeners get 10% off their first month with discount code BHH. So why not get started? Go to BetterHelp.com slash BHH. That's BetterHelp.com slash BHH. Telling you, you will not regret this. Joe Gorga from the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Melissa Gorga's husband and Teresa's brother, if you didn't know, does house flipping for, I guess he said 25 years. And recently he has been caught posting before and after photos of homes that he has not flipped. <laughs> There's it's ridiculous. That's it. That's, that's it. That, like, that is it. But I just, it, it doesn't, it still doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't know. First of all, the New Jersey men, Joe and Joe, their Instagrams have become fascinating the last six months with inspirational quotes. And then Joe Judice doesn't know how to work Instagram and just posts 30 photos a day. But Joe Gorga, all these inspirational quotes. And then the houses, I saw all this and I, I saw people digging into also like what his role is. He's a contractor. So he was hired for certain things, but not to like do remodels. Also, he's just using pictures of houses that aren't houses that were flipped. (laughs) Like 
did he get it wrong? Did someone send him the wrong photo? He's got the price on there. He's like one point six million. It's like, Is but that's not it. Well, he's now blaming his social media manager oh. for this mix-up, of course. Which I can, I can't really see Joe Gorga, you know, doing side by side before and after photos. Like I can't see him like downloading an app and really doing that. However, someone had to tell this in like this Instagram manager yeah. that the, these things were flipped by Joe Gorga. And one person like wrote on her Instagram, she was like, um, that moment when Joe Gorga is saying he flipped your house when he, you know, didn't. <laughs> has- well, because people were upset because like he had ripped down because the houses, the two houses, like similar structures, but the remodel, like all the trees were gone and people were like, wow, you really demolished all these trees and blah, blah, blah. And then that person commented and was like, that's not, that's not this, that's my house. That's not the same house. I mean, I can't, I guess I don't understand the job of a social media manager in the sense that I would think they put the post together to send to them to post. So I still think that Joe would read it, but if she's just managing his entire account and, posts without him knowing i guess it could happen i just think this all screams every post he does screams joe gorga posted this well that's exactly it where i'm confused where i'm like oh so now you have a social media manager when like you're posting like quotes with like you know like incorrect spelling and like your yeah, gorga isms i'm like so yeah. there's that and then there's business stuff i'm like hmm this is mm-hmm. this is fishy i don't know what i'm believing <laughs> I don't, I mean, he's an idiot. Well, they, yeah. <laughs> if house flipping doesn't work out, he has also been doing stand up comedy. He was a part of something called Italians of Comedy, and they had like a bunch of shows in New York and Jersey where he's doing stand up. He's saying, What? He, he said, making people laugh has always been his passion. And so now he's, you know, following in the footsteps of Lenithia Leakes. Reza, Dana from Vanderpump Rules, and I believe Sonia once teased doing a stand-up moment, and I kind of think Joe would be good at it, as much oh as God, I don't want to think that. Jaw is on the floor. <laughs> I did not know this. I do not. I think Joe is funny <laughs> if he has his wife's ass to grab on camera like yeah. 300 times to make a sexual joke about. But like, I think he's also a bit of a misogynist, mm. and... I I can't see him on stage. I'm shocked. Oh my god. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to figure out a way to go see one of these. And oh, you person. have to. I know. I really. I was on vacation when he was doing it. I should have came back from my vacation. But speaking of Joe Judice, was in London this past week, and I was so pissed because I was there too. And he was like at this gym and struggling to like get into this gym. And I'm like trying to stop the video every two seconds, like get the name of the gym to then like. I don't know. I don't even know like what I was expecting. Like, I'm like, what am I going to go and stand outside this gym to like m- maybe see him? Like that is that's another level of darkness. But I was really hoping I'd run into him because I'd love to become like the girl's stepmother, like in another life. Oh yeah, I think that could be huge yeah, I mean, for me. He's he's got some ladies hanging around. We've seen, <laughs> especially like young ladies in like bikini thongs, which mm-hmm. like I'll I'll buy one. Like I don't own one, but I can. <laughs> 
Ready. <laughs> well, sad news came out of Bravo this week. Kate Chastain from Below Deck confirmed that she will not be returning to Below Deck. She posted on Instagram after the Season 7 Part 2 reunion this past week, saying, after many months of reflection and internal discussions, I've chosen to make a transition this year into starting to carve out a progressive new land-based role. <laughs> land-based role. I love that. I intend to step back as a senior member of the Below Deck family and may end work to become financially independent while continuing to support His Majesty Andy Cohen. So sad to see her go, but I think she's going to get some show on Bravo. Like I feel like she's going to get a late night thing, like a la Chelsea. Oh, a late. Yeah. I totally, I think she could be on his serious channel. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think there's a few layers that I think Andy wouldn't let her go far. I think she'll be in New York. I don't think she's going to New York Housewives. A lot of people messaged me that, and I was like, I I don't see that working out. I don't see the ladies accepting her in, but I see her having some kind of, I don't know, even if it's a show, I don't think it'd be a show, like a reality show. I think you're right. I think it'd be like hosting something else late night or a weekend edition or serious, a morning thing. I think she just has that kind of quick banter that mm-hmm. Andy does that he is going to tap into. Totally. And she's so off the cuff and like witty yeah. and can kind of talk to anybody. Yeah, she can be a little biting. But I think if she's not in like a situation where she's being attacked, like in Below Deck, I feel like her humor will only be like you know, funny and lighthearted rather than like on the reunion, which did you watch this season? No, I didn't. And of course I have missed like any time I decide to, and it's below deck. I usually miss a season here or there because it gives me a lot of anxiety. (laughs) So that show makes me really worked up because they are living in the same like space that they're working in, that their boss is in, that they're hooking up with people in, that they're fighting with their boss in. I just am like, they can't escape. Like every time I see something bad happening, they just run to a cubby hole. And it, once Hannah on uh blow deck med had her panic attack and like Ooh. all she could do was go <laughs> into like one of the bunks. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is triggering. Like I feel trapped in my apartment now, <laughs> but I have like followed up like with the reunion stuff and I've been reading along and I have it taped because I, I can see that that did not go over as people expected or as people would have liked. Yeah. I definitely think the reunion had a huge part in why Kate is deciding to not come back because it was really difficult to watch. And a lot of people were shitting on Andy because they think he didn't ask the hard hitting questions to the men or he was being wishy washy. And as much as, that is the case. You know, he is like the moderator of a panel discussion, which he is supposed to be somewhat unbiased and listen to everybody mm-hmm. and kind of give everybody a fair shot and not rip into people. Where sometimes he'll do that on, you know, Vanderpump Rules where he'll really... Like Dallas. Yeah, well, yeah, he Dallas. hated Liam. Yeah. I mean, I, that was brutal. But, I mean, there was one moment, it's not really a spoiler, but Kevin, the chef kick sand in Kate's face like <gasps> a, like an absolutely un un like n- there was not no, there was no, no reason nothing Kate did instigated that moment you know they were arguing a little bit beforehand and had some beef throughout the season but he just walks up to her on the beach she's sitting down he kicks sand in her face <gasps> and Andy doesn't even take him to the fire or anything about 
this and it was so insane and you know you watch certain shows especially on bravo you become a little desensitized to like you know bullying and treating people Mm -hmm. like shit or in jersey where there's just like a water bottle being poured on someone's head like you forget that these things are terrible things because it's funny and it's yeah you know lighthearted. and most of the time in three episodes they forget about it but the moment that he kicked that sand in her face I immediately like felt like that little girl, you know, in sixth grade being picked on, you know, like you just immediately felt this bully mentality, this hurt adult man who is so butthurt and insecure in his own self that he's so intimidated by Kate, who, you know, has been doing this for a while, knows what she's doing, is good at her job and also doesn't take shit from, you know, loser, small dick Mm -hmm. idiots like him. And he was always so insecure. He kept saying like, okay, it's could have said, you know, I had a small dick and I'm bolding. It's like, bro, she didn't say that. You're saying that. Like, yeah. you're throwing your insecurities onto her because she has no interest in, you know, like, you know, sucking your dick all the time because you're a great chef. And you know what? He isn't a great chef. And it just, it was so hard to see. And honestly, you'll probably see like a flashback during the reunions when you watch. But it was so messed up. And if any male coworker ever did that to me, like at the end of the day, they are coworkers. Yeah, they're like getting drunk on a beach and having fun. But any coworker in general. Yeah. Like who who would ever, ever do that? And he had no remorse in the reunion. He was like, Yeah, sorry, Kate, I didn't know. You you kind of made me do it if I if I was so blacked out drunk. It's like also, dude, when you have to be carried five out of the nine times that you go out in the entire charter Problem. season, yeah, you're literally being physically carried by a group of men where like multiple men need to physically take your clothes off and put you in a bed, then you have like deeper issues than what is being shown on the surface and and i commend kate for stepping away from this because andy didn't stand up for her captain lee really did stand up for her thank god because they're you know thick as thieves but someone literally had to and all and riley was incredible on the reunion courtney was amazing on the reunion these women were so together and like really standing up for kate when she needed it and also standing up for riley and courtney because they all had different levels of like mistreatment from the men but it was really powerful to see how strong all of the women are and how small-minded and ignorant all of the men were and captain lee at one point literally walked off and was like you guys are fucking idiots like you keep saying you're sorry but there is no genuine emotion behind it and saying you're sorry means nothing if you don't actually mean it or you're not actually listening to what these women are saying to you you're just being like sorry sorry maybe i'll shut her up and if i say sorry and oh god i mean i'm sure he's devastated just like the loss of kate but also like proud of her because like she's stayed true to herself through all these seasons like Mm -hmm. and For her to just be like, "Mm, I'm done. Like, this was it. And I think, I mean, Andy has already come out and said he wished he had handled it differently. I, you don't know what's actually from like watching it back or watching the fans react to watching it. But I do think for Kate to leave also, like he has to see the ramifications of this as like a job. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's a show, like you said, but this is still their job, especially on below deck. Like they still have to work. Like, yeah. it's the weirdest thing. That's also why I like, like, a below deck, why I used to like Vanderpump, <laughs> because they are working also. Like, they, they have to do this, like, to get through to the drama, to do the other stuff. It's a job. Yeah. And also, like, a difficult one, you know, dealing oh, with, like, rich God. assholes and also in such tight quarters where, like, for me, it's like, yeah, I go to work every single day. But, you know, at 6 o'clock on the dot, I leave and I go home and I can decompress and I don't have to see those people until the morning. 
you know, so there's a, there's a time difference and there's a buffer, which like those hours are the hours that like I can become a human being again, where they don't even get that opportunity where it's like, okay, let me go in my five by five bunk and that I have to share with someone else. Like, yeah. you know, you don't even get a second and you probably aren't sleeping well and you know, you're drinking every minute you're not working. And so that fucks with your body and yeah, no, thank you. Even though, like, a part of me was like, "Damn, I'd be a great chief stew." And then I'm more like Courtney on this season, who she's, she's like, "I don't want to work on this boat. I want to like be a guest." Like that. Oh yeah, kind I could of not. My thing. No, I could not. But I'm liking below deck sailing. Ooh, below deck sailing's really good so far. I'm, I like. Yeah, I yeah, I'm definitely into it, and I like how like this Jenna and Adam thing is kind of <gasps> happening. Like, it kind of feels like it's a little real, and I like. I- said that like i like that he was like you know what i like you let's take it slow but he keeps flirting with her and and the other girl was like um you got rejected i'm like i don't really think she did i feel like no pump the brakes we literally work four feet away from each other all day he also rejected her because she was so drunk like Mm -hmm. one thing you can't hook up with a girl that drunk especially on camera so adam like probably was also really drunk and was like, yeah, this would be awesome. But like, okay, hold on, use our brains, mm-hmm. wait for another time. I did not see them getting along. I I Same. feel like I like Jenna and I don't know if I will like through the season. I always like Adam. I'm always team Adam, but I kind of can't tell if she's going to be a raging bitch that I hate or if I'm going to. Yeah, I can't decide yet. I don't know. The jury's still out on her. But I know this Sierra and Paget thing is going to blow the <gasps> fuck up. Like, that that's is what hard I'm excited to watch. about. That's hard to watch. That's not going anywhere. I don't know if they're going to make it through this. I feel I like he's going to so. get girls on Instagram sliding into his DMs. He's going to get a little taste of the 15 mm-hmm. minutes and then be like, bye. Yeah, See ya. I don't. I, I I don't think it's going well thus far. Also, like, who the hell wants to have their boyfriend be their boss? Like, that Well, she's ideal. usually inside and he's outside, so they haven't had to work together mm. most of the time. But I also just think they – it doesn't seem like they've had to work on the nine months they just sat on this <laughs> boat. And, like, shit was like – like, Jenna came on and was like – she's like, this is a mess. They're like, um, we stained the teak. It's like, okay, yeah, but what is that, a three-day project? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Oh, my God, yeah, I'm I'm really psyched about that. But moving on to really, really sad news, we actually had two shooting situations in two different Housewives franchises. So we'll start off with the Real Housewives of Atlanta star Candy Burris, who owns the restaurant Old Lady Gang with her husband Todd. And on Valentine's Day, someone came into the restaurant and opened fire. Thank God nobody was shot. Nobody was hurt, but two innocent bystanders were struck, but none of the injuries were life-threatening. Thank God. So that's really scary. And then we have Teddy Mellencamp from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, whose husband, Edwin, rents out real estate properties to people in the area. And he rented out an apartment to rapper Pop Smoke, who never heard of before this, which is unfortunate. Um, so he rented out this apartment to Pop Smoke and two men wearing masks and hooded sweatshirts came into the house one night around 4.30 a.m., fired multiple shots and killed this guy. And this is just so jarring. Like, it just it I mean, took my breath uh, away when I read all of these stories. 
yeah, I was surprised. I mean, the restaurant is one thing, uh, especially because that, you know, during restaurant hours is pretty scary. Mm-hmm. It's not like a late night, like, break in and try and get into the safe or anything. Like, this was, like you said, innocent bystanders just around and seemed just like a general, like, they weren't looking for anyone or trying to hurt someone specific, just kind of came in and were like, open fire. So lucky there. And then the other story, it's interesting. I also uh, didn't follow this rapper before. And I was seeing that people were saying that day he was posting himself with like stacks and stacks of cash. So did that lead to someone coming in to try and getting that cash? What was the story here? I mean, I think both of these are so new and still developing, but scary. Yeah. Nonetheless, it's really scary. And I think the pop smoke guy also had posted a bunch of Instagram videos of himself showing off like uh, garment bags or clothing bags that had his address on it. So that kind of opened his information up to the world. So it just is really scary and it's really unfortunate. And, you know, I feel sad that Teddy's pregnant and having to go through all of this. It just seems like an additional stress on her life. And obviously like I feel bad for Pop Smoke's family and whatnot. And, you know, even for Candy, who made a statement saying, you know, Valentine's Day is an evening meant to celebrate love. And unfortunately, something like this turned the night into something very different. Thoughts and prayers, blah, blah, blah. She says, as an African-American business owner, it's our goal to invest in our community by bringing jobs, quality dining, and positive experience to the greater Atlantic area. We hope that you know and understand that the acts of violence that occurred yesterday do not in any way serve as a reflection of OLG or its values. And like that is also really sad where you think like this is a family restaurant. Old Mm -hmm. lady gang is about their grandmas and aunts and mothers. And to think, yeah, like someone would just go in there with no specific motive and just to kill people is just is just disgusting. And also, you know, he probably was aware that he's going into a restaurant that's associated with the television show, so people are going to be talking about it. And it's just it's just unfortunate because also you think of all of the shootings that happen that don't involve people on reality television and those don't even get any coverage and that's like so like la di da like whatever just a shooting, you know, who cares? You know, there's no coverage of anything because it's so commonplace and so I think you know, this type of stuff is highlighted when it's happening to people in the media specifically. It is. I mean, it shines a light on it in a different way, just because it is more of a public place that is connected to someone more public. So, you know, this is more common than we think, even at a smaller level that we don't even see Mm -hmm. every day. Damn. Well, that's really sad, but moving on to potentially sad news, depending on who you are, PK and Dorit from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills potentially are breaking up. Sources have been saying that PK is living in Australia with his client boy George while he films The Voice. And then reports are also saying that he's also living in London. So I'm wondering if PK and Joe Giudice were hanging out. And if they were, again, I'm deeply deeply upset that i wasn't invited um i saw i saw this and i can't remember where i even saw the rumor of it someone posting and then i immediately because it was jaga jaga's birthday (laughs) this past like week and or they were she and pk were together though touring like a submarine with the kids and 
They're both so cute. Like they're so funny. Phoenix's little cooking shows they bring me so much joy. Thing. I hello, welcome back to my cooking show. <laughs> I mean, every time I'm like, "What are you cooking today, Phoenix? Tell me." <laughs> just bring a smile to your face. If you love Great British Baking Show, this brings you just <laughs> as much joy. I feel. Um, but they were together, and she posted at like uh, PK said, "Look, there's the toilets in this submarine." How cool. And she goes, Oh wow. Came around and then posted like, Oh wow. Look at these toilets where the shit goes. Just like the rumors that people are starting to try and hurt my family and blah, blah, blah. So she addressed it in like a Hmm. pretty quick way. Like I I had just heard it and she was already like, this isn't true. So I don't know. I don't see them breaking up for some reason. I, I don't see him leaving her. Yeah. So the rumors that he left, I'm like, no, like, also, she has the paychecks as of now. <laughs> For real. Boy George has the paychecks, and then Dorit has Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I think a part of me believes that they do love each other, and I think you can kind of see it. Like, you know, yeah. she, she sang that song for him. <laughs> like, <gasps> you know, I do think they love each other, but I also kind of get the vibe that if more stuff kind of keeps coming out about PK's shady past, she may not stick around because I think he might not have told her the extent of his financial issues in the past. Yeah. I do think there are with them specifically and they've done a good job probably because they used other storylines to hide that stuff. Um, I think Beverly Hills is really strategic like that, but rumors like this, I don't know. It, it, they they should have show a face on the show. And I think when they keep them buried longer and the financial stuff longer and act like everything's fine is when it might not be. Yeah, might blow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Well, on that note, we have to end today's show. Lucy, this was so great. We can really talk for a full hour. I, I know. say if I, I get to the hour like, point, I'm Do we like, have Damn. more things to hit on? We could be going for like an hour and 30 minutes. I don't know. <laughs> well, it was annoying because I have to obviously try to keep it within a tight hour. Or at least I try right. to. And I have like six topics to talk about in my next episode I'm doing on Tuesday. I'm like, oh my God, the last few weeks have been so good and so juicy. And because I was on vacation, I had to like play catch up a little bit. So oh, yeah. I was like, this is going to be such a jam-packed episode. And I'm so glad that you were able to come on today. Thank you for having me. This is always so fun and so easy. <laughs> well, where can people find you, follow you, listen to your podcast, all of the above? Well, you are much more on top of your podcast game than I am. Uh, I am on Apple Podcasts. Vino nothing, you know, every once in a while posting. <laughs> and then Lucy on the ground is my Instagram account. And I'm posting there a hell of a lot more on a lot of different things. So if you want some small doses, Vino nothing's for you. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much. Right, bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. 
Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.